Welcome to our next adventure with Chemology 411, a podcast about anything and everything. Kim and her guests will take you behind the scenes, behind the story, or behind the bar. So set back. Make sure your seatbelt is fastened, tray table in its upright position, all carry-ons stored under the seats. But for this adventure, electronic devices must remain on. As we are ready to take off on our next adventure, introducing Kim Schultz and Chemology 411. Hi everyone and welcome back to this evening. We're going to talk just briefly about the coronavirus because we're probably are about sick of listening to that. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> a bill requiring police training for the missing and murdered indigenous people. California became the first state to ban discrimination against natural hair. And a man gives a $4 million complex to something to allow single moms to live for free. I am Kim Schultz, and I'm your venture coordinator for this show. Let's say hi to my co-host, Tyson Harley. What's going on, Kimmy? <sighs> it's tax season. Oh, yeah. So you're what? Allegedly busy. Yeah. I yeah. say as, as, I, as I come into the studio and have to be careful that the piles of tax documents don't <laughs> fall on me. Right. It's so like stacked to, up. I don't have to be rescued. <laughs> Yeah, my mom said... Where are you? I'm your pile of 1099s! <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not good. So it's not you, good down what here. What you're saying is you're busy. That's I'm what saying, you're saying. Yeah, and I, my mom came and was talking was talking about something about, we need to hire somebody at the restaurant. Blah, blah. I said, Mom, have Frank write it up. Let me just save it. I said, my brain is not going to remember <laughs> anything you say because I'm so tired. You're tired? I'm tired. I go, Mom, not going to listen to it today. You have absolutely no clue what I'm going through. You purposely are doing this on your own. This is my job. So please just leave me alone. And you're like, tired. She was like, yes, I'm tired. Uh, I was like, I always tell people, you know, the busiest day that you have at work. I mean, just slam busy, like busy, busy, busy. You're just like overdoing it. I do that for 71 days. <laughs> Every day, day after day. I will take a break in a couple in for like five days out of the month or out of the two and a half months. But after that, nope, there is no break except and then my podcast. I mean, that's kind of a break. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. All right, we off to Tyson Quick Hits. Okay, number one on Tyson's Quick Hits, an update on a story we did last week where, was it last week or was it two weeks ago? Anyway, about um, a book called The Hidden Nazi, and it was around a, a guy named, we did an, an excursion, excursion last yes. week. Excursion, yes. And around a guy named Hans Kammler, who's the biggest Nazi you've never heard of. Well, I'd heard that characterized as I had listened to two hours worth of stuff on him, and that's what I paraphrased in the excursion, which probably ended up being about 25 or 30 minutes. Or an but, hour. Uh, was it that cool? Yes. Well, we must have had a good old time Yeah, with we that did. <laughs> so, anyway, I went to the library and found, like, in the reference area, um, two different multi-volume collections. Um, one was called the Encyclopedia of World War II. Another one was called the Holocaust, an encyclopedic and document collection. And sure enough, and they're both kind of laid out like an encyclopedia, alphabetical order entries, you know, like mm -hmm. the old world book and stuff. Sure enough, I look in both of them. And neither one of them even have an entry for this guy. Yeah, that's shady, right? Yeah, there. so there's the, something shady the, going the on. The one guy is, uh, and the one it was like it went from Joseph uh, Com Huber to 
Kotohito Kanin, and the other one it went from somebody Colton Bruner to Kaim Koplin. So anyway, right in between there should have been Hans Kamler, and it wasn't. So that really is kind of a breaking historical thing about right. this guy. That at least when those encyclopedias were written, and they were like I said, multi, I'm talking each one had five to six volumes, and neither one even had an entry on the guy. So that's quick hit number one, just to let you know that boom, that really is kind yeah, of weird. a I still kind think of a, it's weird. if you will, a breaking history moment. I mean, yeah. a, a, another one. If you look, it reminds me of when a book called 1491 came out. And I think it was it was by something somebody man M A N N was the author. And it helped lay out the idea that um, really right before the, 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 the whole mythology of the Native Americans barely touching the earth. They were so light on it. They barely, even as they walked, put footprints on the ground. In reality, there was massive civilization all over North America. Right. And, and, had, the, and had the civilization not basically, basically, in many ways, died off from the, from the bugs that we brought with us um, unknowingly, um, the diseases, then we wouldn't have conquered North America so easily. So it's another one of those where that became, uh, you know, kind of a seed for for more scholarship. And I think that book about Hans Kamler will be, be, be one of those. So now, quick hit number two. <laughs> Moving's being, oh, we talked last week also about um, murdered and missing indigenous women. Right. So that's a movement for people to understand the awareness. We'll talk about something else about that here later in the podcast, but we talked about a movie called Somebody's Daughter, and you can go look this up at somebody'sdaughter-mmiw.com for murdered and missing Indian women, indigenous women. So you can look up there, and they have a list of screenings. It turns out that here we are in northeast Kansas, and they are going to screen that show at the Free State Festival, which is in Lawrence, Kansas. That's going June 22nd through 28th. So just thought that was a good little update. And also, I don't know what that was. I'm going back to, that was like a, that was like a reverse it because I want to go back to the Nazi thing. I, well, I was at the library. <laughs> While I was at the library, I picked up another book. And remember, we referred to Hans Kamler as the architect uh-huh. of the Holocaust. Yes. Well, in another way, there's some, there's a, a whole family called that. This is the family that went from just like literally just making equipment for breweries to eventually becoming the reason they had high efficient crematorium type ovens at oh, places like Auschwitz. Gosh. A German family that was not really Nazi in any way, shape, or form. They had Jewish friends, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. The Nazis at some point said, you're not Nazi enough. We're taking your company. So through family pride and otherwise, you know, just like trying to, you know, desperately uh, hold on to what you have. They're like, okay, fine. We're Nazis. Yeah, we'll so, do it. So, okay, whatever. Well, and then once they did that, they have a government contract, if you will, and to they just rolled and didn't think of the uh, moral consequences. And it's this is the family that that you when our army went through and you know went to Auschwitz and all these various camps looked at the ovens that you know turned these victims to ashes. This company's name was stamped on them. Ugh. And so this is an interesting story too called Top. Excuse me, the name is Topf. 
and sun. So top like the top of a bottle as opposed to the bottom, the top of something as opposed to the bottom, but add an F like Fred. So T-O-P-F, top and sons. So go check that out when you get a chance. That's another interesting kind of background on, you know, kind of human nature and what happened back then. Another very interesting book, which I haven't finished yet, but I've gotten into, that's around this is called Hitler's Willing Executioners. It goes into this idea of how did a, a whole nation you know, how did that happen? How, how, how did people decide that was okay? And a lot of it was really that the economy started to suck. And once the economy starts sucking, yeah, guess who All you got to go to? The people yep. are in power, so you get a little bit of the money. And when that happens, then you're just going to do what you need to do. And yep. you're going to put the morals aside. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. So, And the last Tyson, uh, excuse me, quick hit is that. Still kind of in the afterglow, yeah. baby. Still in the Super Bowl afterglow. Oh, yeah. I've taken up smoking. Anyway, so I'm doing so. It no, took me a while. Not. <laughs> that was a joke. In, in doing so, uh, being in the afterglow, I still, I'm a paralysis of analysis shopper. But I finally just went somewhere local. I'd gone to like some of the big chain stores uh-huh. and said, eh, I don't know if I, I like that gear. So uh, I, I had some gear in mind and finally went to another little place in town called Rally House. And they had some of the gear I'd seen online. So I finally got my uh, Super Bowl Chiefs gear. One is uh, a, a T-shirt that's um, Patrick Mahomes at one point goes, hey, do we have time to run Wasp? So it's a famous play. You can go find it and mic'd up in the NFL film stuff where he threw it to... to, to uh, Tyreek Hill on third and fifteen, and so they've so Breaking Tea is the name of the company that has all these kind of cooler little shirts where they can't really say NFL, <laughs> right? But they they can hint at it like, yeah. do we have time to run Wasp? And it shows the uh, the play, the like the dia- diagram of the play, like you'd write on the chalkboard. So I got that one. I got one where like another Breaking Tea one is is when uh, the AFC Championship game, Kelsey's like, you gotta fight. For your right, you know, to party. That's after they won. And then after the Super Bowl, he changed it to Lombardi. That was pretty clever on his part. So they got a T-shirt that says that, and they got a tightrope touchdown one, the AFC Championship game where Patrick Mahomes went down the sideline toward the end of the first half, and then veered inward and got the touchdown right before half. So I got that gear, and I got two pairs of super cool socks, <laughs> where I can wear them with my dress. Uh, you know, with my, my dress pants during the week, and they got Tyreek Hill on them. Like, you look at one sock, it's the left half of the picture. And you uh, look at the other sock, yeah. it says lined up to be the right half of the picture. Right. So he stands very proud with his little plie. Yeah, except my <laughs> except my legs are kind of bowed, so it doesn't work too well. It doesn't well. work. And, and the... Because uh, um, <laughs> he tried this out in front of the mirror at home. Then, <laughs> oh, I was definitely, like... Uh, we have a big meeting on Tuesday, and I was like, everybody check it out. I was pulling up my, you know, pulling up my pant leg like I'm trying to show off my legs. It's just to show off my socks. Anyway, the other thing, too, is it kind of wraps around your leg, of course. So someone's like, does that say show me? I'm like, no, it says showtime. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, showtime. You know, it doesn't, it, quite, right. it doesn't quite line up quite like you think. <laughs> so, yes, I got, I got my championship gear. It was awesome. And that's the end of... <laughs> You gotta work on that sound effect. You got you gotta like uh, slap my wrist to go ahead and do some production. Yeah, on it. I'll have to remind you. I'll have to remind you. Yeah. So, 
let me just Quickest. let me just remember this. He still hasn't bought a computer yet, but he does have a lot of I may have spent about stuff. Uh, I may have spent like a hundred and fifty. Oh my! And I'm still not done because I I want to get I'm one that still has not done. I just want to get one that has a roster listed. I don't have anything that lists the roster. Oh. When the Royals won, I got one that listed everybody. So later on, you'd remember. Oh, I remember that guy gotcha. was on that team. You know. I just use Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys are listening to this. You are so lucky this week because you got to listen to us one year one hour earlier because it was daylight saving time. We got to spring forward. Which by the time us, you listen to this, and yeah, so we're so, looking forward to it, both of I us. I am, yeah. I, I like my nights. And, and the same thing when we had that whole episode on it. Sure enough, somebody says it on social media and someone's like, Man, I hate that. I wish it stayed the same. And and I, I pointed out, and it's like, sure enough, right. It's like, no, I think what you mean is you wish it was like that all the time. Right. Sure enough, it's like, yeah, they want, they they like the later sun. Sun. Because they go, this is crap. I don't like it when it gets dark at five. That's the normal, that's the time you don't want. But you're telling us you don't ever want to change that. Yeah. So you have to listen to our podcast on that one. I don't know what episode it is, but you can go through on the descriptions for Daylight Saving Time. Because we've already talked about that because we're ahead of the game there. Um, so last week we talked about the vacation that I'm, that I got to plan and we're oh, about, we're yeah. about 75%. The Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. Um, the bourbon tour. Yeah. We're doing the bourbon trail. Exactly it's a bourbon, bourbon trail. trail, but we picked out the, the distilleries that we're going to go to. I got all the hotels booked. The, uh, one that we're going to stay at in Kentucky is for sure. Cause I got a really good deal at a casino in Indiana, which is like 15 miles from Louisville, but all the distilleries are an hour from Louisville. It's not like they're all in Louisville. So instead of staying there, we just Louisville. stayed Louisville. Louisville. And so we stay. So say we're going to stay like there. You, say like you've been drinking a lot of bourbon. <laughs> I, I'll, yeah. I'll practice that Louisville. when I've been to my distillery. No, seriously. When you're there, though, I'm, I, 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 I act like maybe I'm kidding, but when you're there, ask them. Okay, Hell I'm probably yeah. saying it wrong. How, 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 how should I say, say the name of your, Louisville. your town? Louisville. Yeah. Uh, and so, but the, the other hotels in Nashville... I think because the hotels were flipping expensive, I think that when they release the roster for football, I think then the prices will go down. Because right now, it was ridiculous at Nashville because I'm thinking they think mm. because last year at that weekend that we're going to be there, there was a home game. Wait, so, when are you going again? Uh, September. September twelfth, okay, yeah. 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 So that weekend there was a home game because we all looked it up. And I was like, "Why are these hotels so expensive?" He goes, "They're probably planning on having a game in town." So I got I I got us some rooms. They're not exactly in Nashville, and I got the um, one in Memphis. And we picked out what we're going to possibly do, but we still have a little bit of more work. So we did that last weekend, um, and. Let's How hear. about the Nashville tornado? I've not looked into I have a, this. You know, that hit downtown, so I'm hoping. I'm okay, hoping. Yeah, I've been, really only seen the headline. I just haven't been right. watching news much this week or reading. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. It. I'll have to look to see what it hit, because uh, we only have like Grand Old Opry and the old country, the Country Music Hall of Fame. Like those are like two things that we're doing there. So hope that's hope that's okay. Um, and so yeah, we've done that. Uh, this today, 
I was on a timeline. Like, I, I do not have time to mess around. I needed to go to the restaurant. I needed to go pick, fill up my five-gallon bottles of water for my thing. I was almost out. I needed to go to Dylan's and pick up prescription, and I needed to get gas. I was exactly right. I went, and I needed to get stamps so I could mail some stuff for uh, one of the for what for the restaurant. And I look at the counter. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I got a new card for the restaurant. I need to authorize this card. So there's a number on there, call the number, and it says list your card number. So I'm like, bloop, bleep, bloop, 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 bloop. And then it says, verify the last four digits of your social, bloop, 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 bloop. Doesn't match. Okay, repeat, do it again. Doesn't match. Repeat, doesn't match. And I was like, mm. crap. So now I call the bank. So I've talked to a computer, number one. So I call the bank. And I, and I said, I need to, I've got my debit card thing here for my bank account. It will not let me do it online. How do I get this so I can go buy stamps? Talk for a while, very nice person, takes all my information. Yes, that was the correct social, everything was right, but I can't help you. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to call this other number and then they'll help you. And I, he goes, but I can transfer you. I said, well, give me that number in case I get disconnected. So they transfer me and the girl goes, I need to get your account number. So I start to read it and she goes, oh, wait, is that okay? Is that a debit card? And I go, I don't know. It's just a bank card that comes out of the checking account. And she goes, hold please. So now that's number three. So then I get another guy, he answers the phone and I and he goes, can I get the your name and your uh, account number? And I go, your number four that I'm talking to. I need you to know this before we we continue. What do you mean account number? Your bank account number. I said, but I want to, I just want to get my card to work. I know, but I need your bank account number. So I give him my bank account number. He's like, that's not showing up. I go, because I want, I, I don't understand. I just want you to say, yes, I got the card. And he goes, I said, this is a business account. Oh, hold please. I go, number five? Are you kidding me? And so he goes, I'm going to get you directly there. So he connects. He puts me on hold. He comes back. He connects me to number five. Number five says, can I get your card number? And I said, like I told the guy before, you're number five. I have now spent 20 minutes. This is where you're out somewhere, like trying to use it still? No, I'm at my house. It's still on the little thing. By this time, I've thrown the little thing away because I thought this number two was going to help me, but no. So I'm on number five. She starts asking me, so I give her the card number, and she's like, I don't have a card number with that information. And I said, it's right here in my hands. I've had this card number since 2002. And she's like, I said... She So I said, this is our business account. And she goes, so is it a debit card? I go, it's a card that when I use it, it takes it out of my bank account, whatever you want to call it. And she goes, is it a TIFF? Da, da, da. I go, okay, now you're using bank language to me? And she says, you're going to need to talk to the person that does debit cards. Let me transfer. I go, no, 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 no. You are not transferring me. I said, you have wasted 20 minutes of my life, and now my entire schedule of getting everything I need to get done is destroyed. So I'm going to hang up right now. I'm going to figure out who I need to yell at, and I'm going to call back later, and I'm going to yell at them, and I'm not going to buy my stamps. And I just hung up. I was done. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, And I, I warned you, you're number six. 
to just, you know what? A hacker could call up and have your freaking card. But me, it's my flipping card. No one will help me. None of those people even ask me the right question. So that kind of made me mad a little bit today. Um, so, yeah, I want to punch somebody. I was like, I will figure out who needs to get yelled at, and I will call them back. And have you figured it out? I haven't. No, because I came home and I started doing taxes again. And uh. all, that's another day. So then, but last night I got really quick. Uh, our friends invited my family over. So my brother Chris and my mom and I went over to their house, and we had a really fancy dinner. Nice. Like it was like a set. We had appetizers. We had um, like brie with like apricot over top of it with crack. I, you know, I'm brie cheese. I'm not sophisticated. It's just like oh, a white oh, cheese that okay. melt. You just melt it. It's like oh. a, it's just a cheese you put on crackers. Oh, okay. And then it, they had olives, so we had some of that. And then we sat down, and there was a bowl, and they it was a kind of a carrot spicy soup, meaning it was pureed carrots and something mm. else, which was ridiculously good. And then she had made French onion chicken which had like a french onion soup the onions from french onion without the soup over the chicken we had asparagus and then we had mashed potatoes and it was plated just like a fancy little dinner and i was like this is so cool and so then they brought out she brought out desserts it was kind of like in a um uh martini glass kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and it had a vanilla pudding with pineapple Ah, now you got my attention pineapple and strawberries with whipped cream on top but then it had toasted whoa 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 repeat that so it had it had it was vanilla pudding and mixed in it was like tidbits of pineapple and uh, strawberries with whipped cream and then it had toasted um it had toasted coconut on it well i don't eat coconut Mm. because it gets in your teeth but toasted coconut is different because it's just it's crunchy oh my gosh it was so good so then they were like do you have to leave now because we'd like to play a game and then we were like, sure, let's play a game. So it's a dice game, and it's called Right, Left, Center. And so it's huh. dice, and the dice have a right, a left, a star, and then a little dot on each of the three lice, the three dice. So then they had two rolls of quarters, and they gave everybody 12 quarters in a little bowl, and you put three quarters they out. They know about your gambling uh, ways. You know what? She loves to gamble. She's like, she's like a superstar gambler. So anyway, we, you, you roll the dice, and if you get left, you take a quarter, you move it left. If you get a right, you move it right. And if you get a star, you put it in the meaning, center. Meaning and like then if to you the get, person to Yeah, to the right left, to the right. And so all you're doing is rolling the dice, and the last person that has the 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 last quarter wins uh hello wins the whole pot i got the whole pot of the three so i got the first one i got the second one i got the third one my mom got the fourth one and and chris goes yeah that's because kim was like abort abort they're gonna figure this out because somehow she's cheating so then my mom gave everybody her quarter so we could play one more round and i won that one (laughs) You won so four I out of won. five? It's <laughs> almost impossible in a dice game. I know. You're like, I go, you should have been I at the casino. I need to go to the casino now. Too late. Well, you never know. Maybe. I might keep that luck going until Saturday. Kind of, it's kind of like, you know, your muscles just having to uh, replenish and, you know, rest and come back. That's it right. Probably just needs to, yeah, you'll, you'll be good. So wow. anyway, so um, that was that was last night. It was it was so fun to go to a little fancy party though. Like it was just why are they so buttering nice. up? Why are they buttering you guys? You up? know, um, Chris has been traveling. He's on tour with Rick Thomas, and so Chris used to Magician, work with Magician, uh, illusionist. Yeah, Rick Thomas. 
Mansion of Dreams. I just know because I've seen that pamphlet around pamphlet. town and, and at the restaurant. Yeah. So, but Chris works with him and they travel. They just got back. He just got back from Las Vegas. And Your other brother Grand used Canyon. to, but he's you know, they're he, on he their way out. It. Both of them are leaving again. Oh. Yeah, they're getting ready to do the East Coast again. So, um, but... Chris is wanting to not be here as much, so um, our friends were our friends are really are really good friends with Chris, and they were like, we just we've wanted to invite your family over for a long time, and so I had to move some hmm. appointments around. But when you know, like I'm one of those people that if it's something important to me, it's going to come first before work, and if if I got to come home and work more after, which hey, I'll more do important it. than you know what I get. <laughs> Today I was confused. I kind of thought it was Wednesday. Yeah. And it just occurred to me after work today that part of the reason I still thought it was only Wednesday is because we end up recording our podcast a day late. Yeah. I'm serious, man. About midday today, I'm like, wait a second. It is Thursday. It was bonus, man. <laughs> but I bet you that was part of it because because right, we usually normally, do record on Wednesday. And you knew we Wednesday. had to record, but I had to move yeah. the podcast because I had dinner. And yeah, and I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding. That, did, that didn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, that sounds like something. The look funny. I'm getting, I see a lot of bother. No, it's a, except <laughs> that I wish I would have gotten some of that dessert. That's maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what's seeping <laughs> out. I don't know. So that anyway, you've got you've got something on here about SARS. We're gonna start talking about the coronavirus just a little bit because oh, little. it's like the biggest thing and it to me it's just it's just annoying it's just it's starting to annoy me uh, just a little bit uh, yeah. and i'm not taking it lightly of people getting sick and and, and dying and all that so that's not that's not what i'm saying but you know, proportionality cor- correct how many people died of cancer today how so you know, all that here's stuff, so, so you guys may have seen this now it you know i saw it about maybe a week ago or five days ago where it was actually from early February, but it only kind of hit the social media, got the social media inertia within the last week about Dr. Drew slamming the media over coronavirus. The media needs to shut up. And what he, what he says is that the media just does not do um, medical stuff well. They no. just don't. So yeah. he pointed out, although this was um, on some kind of morning talk show where they had kind of a panel and brought him in, this is actually on February 3rd. At the time, um, there had been about 360 deaths worldwide. And what was interesting to me is, it was give or take where this goes, it's still not anything compared to influenza. Because even then, one of the co-hosts pointed out to uh, kind of go along with what Dr. Drew said, that 5,000 people had died just in the U.S. of influenza in the last two weeks. Right. And you're not hearing stories. And then you saw one of the co-hosts is like, well, you know, a headline that says influenza is not getting clicks. A headline that says uh, coronavirus is getting clicks. But more, but even more so, what I found interesting about that story is that at the time there had only been about 360 deaths worldwide, and and one of the co-hosts pointed out to be devil's advocate, yeah, but it's already more fatal than SARS. I want you to think about that. From beginning to end, and actually we looked up something and looked like maybe they had their numbers slightly off, but from beginning to end, SARS was a humongous deal too. Right. And it ended up being, you know, by some counts, less than 1,000 people dying in the entire globe. Right. So the other thing that I saw today that was interesting is I told you I, I, I went to uh, lunch and had one of the uh, news networks on. And they were sitting there talking about coronavirus for like 15 minutes talking about the price of the of the test. Now, you and I have looked and we'll cover it a little bit. But uh, 
Listen, there's been 11 deaths in the entire United States. We have 350 million people. This is going to sound very Tyson Harley conspiratorial edge of things, as you see from my Facebook, Facebook page, but that's because there's an element of truth in it. Go look into it. And the, the ability to influence because of all their advertising dollars on media and specifically news media of the pharmaceutical companies is humongous. And now there's overlapping ownership between those media uh, companies and then the pharmaceutical companies. So in my opinion, this whole story was about how, hey, these um, the, the demand, they can't meet the demand and or the price of these testing kits. To me, that was basically an infomercial hoping right. to influence the government to subsidize these tests. Yeah. Because again, there's been a there'd been eleven or twenty one deaths so far. Yeah. Whatever it is in, in in you know whatever about this month or so, and and we're pushing it. I mean, they talked for fifteen minutes on coronavirus. Yeah. It, uh, it's, on, it's just it's just it, it it just instills so much terror in people. It, it, but but I ridiculous. found it interesting that, you know, SARS is like a similar, and I don't want to say this isn't going to be worse, you know, but the idea that it just, so look back and go, wait, everybody made a big deal out of SARS, and by some accounts it wasn't even 360, but then we have another one that says it was more than that. Even even the one we have said it uh, killed uh, not even close to a 1,000 people, and the entire, from beginning to end, 774 right. people. So that was what I wanted to mention just um, regarding that Dr. Drew thing. But you have some more stuff here. Well, At this, just, po this point, we think about 2,100 people have died. Well, it says, yeah, it says 2,100 people and infected more than 75,000 people. This is a businessinsider.com uh, website uh, 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 um, yeah, article. With, yeah, with the China Wuhan coronavirus compared to SARS. The virus, okay, so this is kind of, just for the past, this is what we find. This is what we're looking for. So if it's not true, and you know that, comment below. But it says the virus might have jumped from animal to people at a Chinese wet market where live and dead animals were sold. Yeah, and to me, and again, I don't know anything, and again, you can comment, but... Yeah, well, the moon might be made of cheese, too, because right. I, I, I can't tell. And so anything coming out of China, do I really have any sense of whether it was really broken out of a laboratory? Because we know such yeah. laboratory, I mean, as an accident. Or, right. I, I mean, I doubt it, like anything that's on purpose, and I'm pretty conspiratorial, but I don't expect it was on purpose. Um, but that doesn't mean if you make a mistake, government's like, shoot, our government lies through its teeth 95% of the time, and China's worse. Right. So yeah, if some kind of accident did happen, are they going to tell the narrative correctly, or are they going to just kind of make so their own So if you go spin? to any Wikipedia, because I looked up, I was like, how did it get its name? And Wikipedia does say coronaviruses. So coronaviruses are a type of virus. It's not. It's mm -hmm. not the Including virus. Including SARS. Right? Okay, so when you say I had the flu, the flu has different strains, which you get a flu shot. So when you say the flu, it's like saying the coronavirus because what coronavirus did you get? Right. And it says it's a group of viruses that caused diarrhea. No, I'm sorry, di diarrhea. <laughs> indigestion, <laughs> diarrhea. Di I was reading caused diarrhea. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, <laughs> upset stomach, diarrhea. 
<laughs> it causes diseases in mammals and birds. There's more di- diarrhea later. Uh, diseases in mammals and birds. In human, coronaviruses cause respiratory tract infections and are typically mild, such as a common cold. Though rarer forms such as SARS, MERS, and COVID-19. So what that tells me is that all of them are the coronavirus. SARS is a coronavirus. Yeah, this one's called the COVID-19 version. COVID-19 can be lethal. Symptoms vary in other species. In chickens, they cause an upper respiratory tract disease, while in cows and pigs, they cause diarrhea. Yet they're... But there are yet no, there's not vaccines or antiviral drugs to prevent the or treat human coronavirus infections. So, once again, before I even read this, I thought you got the coronavirus. It's not. It is. And when they say SARS, the coronavirus is bigger than SARS, SARS is the coronavirus. It's a coronavirus. It's a type of one. So, they're not even getting that true when they're like, Oh, so you've got to kind of stop and listen and take take effect of what exactly. Well, another this thing. Is. Remember, I remember a point you made real quick, and I know we don't don't we gotta, want to go long on this, but someone tried to uh, kill the administration over this idea of the the price of the vaccine, and you, in doing your research, pointed mm-hmm. out that uh, there ain't one. No. So. And it's probably months away. So when someone said, yeah, we don't know that it's going to be affordable. So so anyway, the administration was pontificating over the possibility of whether or not this would be an affordable vaccine. And they said one thing, then they said the other. But the honest, who cares? I mean, we don't know yet. Right. Because there isn't a vaccine. So it was like another kind of a fake What's that? Did we have a SARS vaccine? I don't. I don't remember. Because, I mean, like, I'm sure that during listen, the listen, and probably during... with what they're trying to do is is trying to get it subsidized. Right. So I if they it. and remember, they just pledge like I don't know two and a half billion, billion dollars. dollars. Yeah. So remember, we don't have fifty deaths yet. So do the math on two and a half billion dollars and where that money's going for. What it is is that they're trying to get subsidization for their research and development. And then, the and thing, then if it ends up killing a hundred people, that's a lot of a lot of free money they got. Well, and and they they want to only give the to people who can afford the like the four hundred dollars. So then when they still do get sick because this actually doesn't even work because how do you know it's going to work that quick? Like there's no testing. I mean you have to test right. it for a like while. It, so but the but first not, ones may be imperfect. But, but not everybody 100%. can get it. And as my daughter said, you know if ninety five percent of the population is not vaccinated that five percent wasted their money because they still can get it you can still get the flu with the flu shot yeah it's you kind just of can't ironic, get the flu it? with it so well, it's kind and, of weird but the other me. thing too is that you know as far as the test goes and this uh, like i said 10 minutes today on an infomercial why these companies should get uh, subsidized for uh people being able to get tests um what good's it gonna do you Right. Because you don't have a treatment. I mean, you know you've got a respiratory illness. I know this is going pretty fundamental. It's like you need to do something to battle your respiratory illness. Right. So whether or not it's regular flu or coronavirus is in a way just a matter of accounting. You know, you need to, to get treatment because there is no treatment yet for coronavirus. Well, a, a coronavirus because coronavirus it's not it's that it's that COVID-19 isn't that what we're dealing with right now? Yeah, yeah, they call it So remember H1N1? I remember it is that the the H1- pig uh, the swine thing? Yeah, swine it was like flu? but H1N1 came in, we had the same 
craziness, right? So about a year after the craziness stopped, my daughter got sick, went into, she was a college student, went in and had H1N1. She had 103 point some fever. And they just said, you know what? We're gonna leave, she needs to have the fever for a couple more days. Here's some medicine. Keep it under this temperature, but do not kill it because that That's, fever yeah, is the, the fever what's is fighting your infection. So my daughter was in bed for about four or five days, but if she would have had it like nine months earlier, we would have been panically, oh my gosh, but then all of a sudden yeah. it all died down and it just became an illness. Right. It well, did like have I to said, be. It's like, well, you've got a respiratory illness. Do what you need to for a respiratory illness. But she had to be no registered matter. for yeah. it. Like they had to, wow. you have to register, she had to register because that's what it is. So I'm sure with these, they register, like it's a registered thing. And, and you, you had pointed out a story um, about uh uh, it was kind of funny because to me it was a, really an anti-panic story. It's like, hey, don't be buying all these masks. Right, right. Okay, so we, you'd found a, a story that said, hey, the mask is not going to, I'm paraphrasing, the mask isn't going to help you. And in reality, it was saying, and I'm, of course, my first response is, it's going to help you. It's just a matter of of degree. And they're, they point to, the, the real idea was, hey, if you buy all these masks, everybody, on the on this scare of the potential coronavirus, then they aren't going to be as available for hospitals and stuff that really need those masks. Right. So you got to be careful and be educated about wearing the mask uh, and what type. Well, I was going to say, you can't go and get like the cheap little, the little mask is not going to do any good. One of the things that the article did say is that when you've got those masks on, you're taking your hands and you're touching your face more because that mask, you're arranging the mask, you're touching your face more and it's, it's a, it's the, it's not an, it's an, um, what is it? Like a liquid kind of like, it's like a droplet. They it's said a droplet. droplet kind of a thing. So to me, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, that's just an anti-scare story. Right, right. Because wait a second, how is a mask not going to protect you from droplets? <laughs> well, and and, and, and and so we said, it said, make sure you wear a mask if you're sick and talking on the phone. I have I have used a condom every time I've had phone sex. Not one girl's been pregnant yet. Know yeah, what that, you said? Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Safety first. So how first. do you know it doesn't work? So I mean, you got to take a chance. I use a condom every, every time, time I have, have phone, phone sex, sex, and not yet, not one pregnancy. <laughs> Pretty good success rate. It is. That is. That is one hundred percent. That's good. <laughs> So, yeah, once now, woo, there, down we go. All right, so we're going to move on. Oh, no, I have one. I have my meme that the girl sent me. Meme. I have to, I have to You share. mean a meme Remember the first time you saw that you. word? A what? First time you saw that word, you go like, meme What's a meme Yeah, it doesn't You're like, it doesn't hey, right. off the Drew Carey show? Remember meme Okay, line. so let's see here. Oh, that's not the right person. I hit it and then it's... Uh, where's it at? Oh, so this is what my girlfriend sent me today. Most y'all gonna catch chlamydia before you catch corona coronavirus. Now those are my nurse friends. <laughs> Most y'all. Most y'all. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> and my friends are like, true story. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all right, switching so, gears. So we... you and you and you talked about um, the uh, missing. Indigenous, yes. the murdered and missing. And you indigenous. had mentioned last week what that was more of a local deal. I don't remember. 
Oh well, j- this very thing right here. Oh, I guess oh, we didn't oh, mention oh, last oh, week. Oh, I was going to say this is we just talked. Yeah. This is we talked about it. So anyway, you talk about it, and to me, it's kind of weird how all of a sudden it pops up because I never would have even have paid attention to this article. Right. But all of a sudden, an article pops up that says bill requires police training for missing and murdered indigenous people. This is a Kansas legislator uh, legislative bill. Right. And so what it is is it's trying to. Basically, it's only for training between the various agencies, um, but it still helps. It helps raise awareness so that the Kansas Bureau of Investigation and other other law enforcement agencies understand the issue, understand the problem, so that, therefore, when they have uh, uh, training that is mutual, it's not the word, joint training, that you know they're more aware of the whole situation. And I looked it up really quick. This first hit the news about uh, five days ago maybe and as of today or yesterday it it made it through this the kansas house and that was unanimous so kansas house isn't that big but whatever it is 125 130 people i don't know and it is now in the Senate. Right. So it's not a big thing, but it's kind of cool that it's along those lines. Yeah. And interestingly, you said the person who brought it up in the Kansas Kansas legislature was the only indigenous woman in Correct. the Kansas legislature. Yeah, the only elected official. And it turns out that on the national level, uh, there is a the congresswoman for the Olathe area. So basically yes, yes. basically you're talking about the Kansas side of Kansas City. And despite some sports media, although he did make a mistake on where the Chiefs were, <laughs> there is a Kansas City, Kansas, even though uh, that is not where the Chiefs are, thus uh, people criticizing President Trump over it. But there, there is a Kansas City, Kansas side. And this particular legislator is a woman who is an indigenous woman over there. Correct. Yep. And also a former MMA fighter. <laughs> so oh, yeah, and anyway, yeah, yeah. about that, she's like, I think they said either the first or one of the only indigenous women in Congress. I thought she's the first. Yeah, so I that thought that's what because cool. she but, made it. Those so things, that's so. neat that they're making some progress yeah, just, because we don't have. Well, we've got tribes in Kansas, but a lot of states have have some tribes also, and maybe some of them are bigger. But we have our share of decent-sized tribes in Kansas. So does Oklahoma. You know, most in a lot of states do, really. And we certainly have some tribe land uh, not very far from us at all and and plenty around. Oklahoma has a lot, too. So, yeah, that's cool that that is, you know, maybe in your state, uh, wherever you're listening from, there might be that type of a bill that would, you know, help raise awareness for the indigenous women. Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was weird. I mean, you had talked about it, and so they are doing something to try to help yeah. them, which sounds like You know, we're like opinion leaders. As they say, yeah. we're opinion leaders. Opinion leaders. <laughs> okay, so California becomes the first state to ban discrimination against natural hair. Now, I didn't even know that this needed to be a thing. And I mean, I've saw some of the. I've saw. I'm seen saw. I don't even understand what you're saying. Um, okay, so evidently, there have been people that have that have certain type of hair, whether it's like um, for the African American, you know, like the the. Yeah, the, where the, it's basically it would lay yeah. like like a. Maybe, like a black guy's it, hair it would be, lay, but like, they maybe like like the cornrow kind of things. I'm not exactly no, sure. No, I, I just think it's if you're you're not doing 
you know, you're not doing extensions. You're a black woman who doesn't do extensions right. and you don't do the old, you know, sizzle, fry your hair so that it goes straight. Right. It stays curly like uh, a black man might wear his hair. Like the kinky and, and curly and, just kind of yeah out there. Yeah, and I'll, they always try to tame it down. Yeah. I go spend a lot of money so, to get curls and then they spend money to not have was curls. It, was it you who said that I'd actually, I said that I would actually be surprised about how many white women actually might do have extensions? Yes. You were I like, wouldn't nobody have known gets that. that. And my friend the other day was like, I love my new extensions. Look at my new blonde extensions. Uh, I did not know but, white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's because we that. have um, real thin hair. So, like, I have real thin hair. If I wanted to, I could go get the extensions, and they just pop up underneath it. That way it would give my hair more body. Hmm. Um, I so, don't have the money So, this that. bill so is this, the idea, and you said the background was that um, there was a, a woman tried to get a job, mm-hmm. and she was hired, but almost as soon as she was hired, they said basically appearance. Yeah, so is that your hair? This is a black woman. And she says, is that your hair? And they're like, she's like, uh, yeah. She's like, oh, well, that won't do. And In a almost, call center. At a, a call it, center. It wasn't like the even people, public facing. Yeah, it's not even like she's going to be not dealing that that with the public. Not that should matter. But, like, but it's like even less of a reason. Right. So she has been battling them. And, and, and it would be a weird thing to try to prove, right? Just like any of this, any of the em, em, employer... Uh, unfortunately, um, I don't know if it's unfortunately. It's just it's just factual. Any of that discrimination stuff is is it can be hard to prove because most places are at will employ employment anyway. But to me, her seems a little bit more obvious. Right. But still, she's supposedly been fighting it for it was like seven years, wasn't it? Ten. Seven she, or ten and years. And it was dreadlocks. She had dreadlocks, and they were like, "Yep, that's not gonna." That's not going to cut it. Now, here's the deal. Okay, Hers so... Hers were dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Yep. And what's this about? Natural hair. Because that's her natural hair. Like, like you know, like, that's just their... Okay. You put it together. It's not like they... She does What's it, she just, supposed to do? Wear a wig? They I, I, wanted her to cut them out. They wanted her to cut it off. I Meaning just go short hair. Just get it. Here's the thing. If the company has it in their policy that they can't... You can't have long hair... Then no one is allowed to have long hair. It's a po- it's a policy. But if I can have long hair, then everybody should be able to have long hair. Right. And evidently that wasn't happening. We've had there was a kid that couldn't wrestle until he got his hair cut off. He had long hair, and they wanted it. He had it like I think it was I think it was in braids, and they were like, if you want to do it, and one kid actually cut his hair, I believe, I thought. Oh, yeah. And another one didn't. Some of them are going to take that like, well, that's just kind of the team rules. Right. And so, you know, you're trying to... A lot of times sports have a little bit... It's like a place for discipline and a place for rules to supposedly give your... You know, give the person a little bit more structure. And so a lot of people would have taken it that way. Okay, well, it's just structure. We have a certain appearance that we want to project. And it's just a more clean-cut appearance. But on the other hand, I can totally see why someone would be like, Really? I I, I shouldn't have to cut my hair. Right. Um, to participate. So anyway, I'm totally cool with this bill. I don't know yeah. how, how how good it will do, but first state to ban discrimination against natural hair. It would be interesting as to what the enforcement mechanisms will be, but I, I guess it will be just the same as any other employment discrimination. 
I would think. It says, now lawmakers are stepping in. California State Senator Holly Mitchell introduced the first law to associate hair as an extension of one's race, which is legally protected. Yeah, what did I say? It would be like, um, you know, when we think of this, sometimes we think of it in a weird way. Like, oh, you kind of have to almost think of it as kind of a, and I'm going to sound highly uh, liberal here compared to what I am, but it's just I'm a libertarian. So these things are, are, don't, you don't have to always be on the same side of, or the obvious side. So part of it is kind of the distinctions of the main uh, part of the culture. Right. The dominant part of the culture. And it's like, can you imagine if I went to a call center, but for whatever reason, I was in a culture, I don't know, in Bizarro World or I'm in Africa or something, where I'm the minority and someone said, oh, that's your skin color? That won't do. You need to self-tan or something. Yeah. I mean, that's how silly it is. It's right. just literally, well, that's that's what I look like. Yeah. And it reminds this is what me. I, this it's is like, mine. That, this, is, this is what I You're look not, like. You don't have enough muscles. So you, once you get some more muscles, you can come in here. Yeah, because I mean, we all want to have a lot of muscles in here. But, it, but even that, it's not, I mean, that's at least something I could change. Oh, I guess I could yeah. change my skin color, but it would be artificially changing it. But, you know, that's, that's the idea. It's like, you should be able to be what you are. And right, that and that right. and that's got to be good enough. It reminds me of the whole. It's almost an extension of the, um, you know, the the idea that women. I always think, listen, I, you women look great when when you're really made up. You do, but I hope you don't ever think we're really trying to force you to do that. Yeah, a lot of work. You, because, I, I, every time he comes over here, because you women kind of do it yourself. You kind of bring it upon yourself. And granted, you're, they're selling they're selling stuff to you twenty four seven. But if you all just stopped, you'd still have relative beauty. And guess what? Women are still prettier than men, no matter the little. You know, oh, what? I've seen some pretty pretty men. Uh, uh, <laughs> on, men. on average, yeah. Well, and and I always am. I'm always there's dressed to v, the T. There's always going to be viva la difference. You don't have to have the makeup unless ten of your. If I were a woman, I would be trying to go natural, and then I'd be pissed off if nine of my friends were always wearing. God damn, sorry, that that foundation powder makeup that you spray on like you're, you, what, 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 you know, what do we call that? Oh, airbrushing. Airbrushing, yeah. Yeah, when airbrush perfect skin on, I'm like, really? I want to punch you in the face right now. Well, you know, I didn't wear makeup for years. And I think that's why my skin, like I look so young because I didn't put those chemicals on because I was at home and I was a mom and I always wore my hair in a ponytail. But if I wore my hair down curly with makeup on, no one knew who I was. No one. Now it's opposite because in 2014, my lifestyle changed. I had to start wearing makeup putting my hair down and looking more presentable when I went out in public. So now when I wear a ponytail with no makeup, no one knows who I am. It's kind of awesome. It's like, I'm like that superwoman. Like, I can walk anywhere I want with my ponytail. You don't even need the Clark Kent glasses. It's just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a ponytail. I don't have glasses. And and my concern, (laughs) my concern, and I know it's a little far afield, but I see that the cosmetic companies and the shampoo companies, it started about five, six years ago. Used to be soap was good enough for a dude, and that's just the way it was. Oh yeah. And now they're pushing 
just in general, the pattern is to more, I'll say, metrosexuality. Mm-hmm. And they Pamper are, yourself a little bit. Yeah, stay here. Anyway, <laughs> I'm telling you, some dudes are gonna... I mean, listen, celebrities already do it. They Celebrity guys, if they know it's gonna be a photo shoot... They put makeup on. It's not oh, just yeah, in front of the camera. But you have to put makeup on for the theater and stuff because it you've not you can't see it. There's like yeah, but that's different. I mean, like if they're just like even red carpet stuff or yeah, because they're being photographed, it's still yeah, it's, like, it's a character. And those 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 women, it's some gonna, of that is way increase. too much makeup. I don't know how it takes me five minutes to put my makeup on. Now I spend about an hour and a half before each podcast to make sure I look very presentable. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but but she's keeping. We're keeping it real over here. There's, I don't put on makeup, and neither does she. No, there's no makeup. I'm in sweats and a sweatshirt. We're in a makeup-free zone in the studio. We don't want the you know airbrushed makeup particles to get into to the, the equipment. Yeah, we don't want that. That's so it. New York could potentially be the second state to sign this bill into law. The bill has passed both the House of and uh, both. Houses in the state legislature, and it just is waiting for the governor's thing. So I think this is going to be something that's just going to become everywhere but Kansas because we never, we never do anything. We're like, can we yeah. discriminate only against us? You cannot discriminate. Everybody else, do it. Right. All right. So we did our podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about um, my plan to help a single parent. Uh, get back on track, and then all of a sudden, this story kind of popped and up. That one was about basically a car mm-hmm. ch- charitable car car charity, and uh, therefore cars for for I'll say loan for charitable loan, mm-hmm. and, and, and for a certain period of time with some you know with some uh, and a plan around it. Right. Yeah. So, Mentors and financial yeah. literacy, and trying to get them better jobs, and train them how to be responsible and understand. But to have that transportation. Yeah, because you need the when, transportation. When sometimes you're in a financial peer, you're in a financial situation. You've got kids, so you can't just wait on the buses. And as I said, some for some people, and we have to remember this as we start to make a little bit more money, you know, later on, you know. Seven hundred dollars to fix the car might as well be five thousand dollars. Right, it ain't happening. No, it's not. So, and then they lose their job because they can't get to they can't get to work, or so, they're yeah. calling their friends. So, this story came around, and a man gives four million dollar apartment complex to let homeless women and their children live for free. And I thought, oh my goodness, that matches my my thing perfectly. If it. But I, I, I don't like the live for free. I I don't... The, the word free to me is... It's one of those, like, fingers on a chalkboard. Right. I, I don't believe that... I And I'm sure that they use the word free, meaning that they don't have to pay rent. But I would hope that there is something that they're doing to understand the importance of what they're doing. Because when you... When you just give something for free, they don't respect it. They don't know. They, I mean, for the first six months, some of them could. Well, and you could but be you don't financially for it. free. But you're right. saying even if it was financially free, you need some right. other structured, I don't know, lessons or, or work plans or something Yeah, and it can't it. be forever. They need to work 
build them up so they can afford their own living. So I'm hoping that this is a project that says, you know, you can come here and we're going to work with you and you live here for free and we're going to take this money and we're going to help you be a better person and then you're going to move out on your own and then you're going to have people come in. Now, if I were, this was like 10 years ago, but when I won the lottery and it was up to like a billion dollars, what I wanted to do is build a compound that had houses, apartments, all different sizes, a pool, a rec center, everything there. And that I would bring in families and it was only for families and single parents, children had to be involved in my plan. And they would come in and it was almost like um, a community and everything there was done by people that were living there. They still had to pay rent that went up and they had mentors and they did all this kind of work, but they only had so long to live there. And then you were to move them out into their own house or their own apartment or something like that. And then they would still have you to guide them because as much as we want to make fun of all these poor people, a lot of these people do not have the education or the skills to understand how to spend their money correctly and live within their means. And and just even just the recent life, their recent life path has not given them the confidence to you know, that they can go further along a successful path. Right. So this guy, I don't know him, but he's famous on PBS for a travel series. His name is Rick Steves. And he's made a lot of money also uh, through European travel guides that he's published. So he's worked, this is up in Edmonds, Washington, which I don't know if that's a suburb of Seattle. I, I don't know. I don't know Washington that well. That's that's always my first guess when, when it sounds like a metropolitan area in the oh, state of Washington. Seattle. But I don't know. Edmonds, Washington. And he's, he, he said that as part of his, instead of a retirement plan, he liked the idea of just buying, um, buying apartments. And over a period of time, this started some time ago, working with the YWCA and the Rotary Club. And as he bought them with a plan with them and some other uh, some other funding, they helped spruce them up so people so people could use it. Well, now he it's through a period of time he got the whole building complex. Right. So it sounds like he's been doing. And then I think maybe he's now while well, he did own it, now he's given it to the YWCA. And it's a full, what is it? Um, Four million dollar complex, 24 struggling women, and probably that means their parents. It says and their mothers <laughs> without worrying about the rent. Uh, he purchased the building back in 2015. See, to me, that sounds like he finished purchasing the building. Right. Because another article said that he'd been doing this, working on this for a while. And then his so, friends came in with some help from the Gates. Was mm-hmm. it Gates? Yeah, Foundation. I think it was the Gates Foundation. Actually so. kind of renovated it and... And it's like little two bed, they're two bedroom apartments. And I'm really hoping that there is a program behind it because I will support, I will support educating and putting people back and helping them. I will never support just handing over free stuff and people be like, but Democrat, you're a liberal. Well, first of all, I'm just an intelligent person to know how people are. And I don't want to give things away for free, but I do want to give and I want to help. Well, we have something too uh, near here called the Battered Women's Shelter. I'm sure there's there are facilities like mm-hmm. that throughout the country, and that was a YWCA thing. I don't know if it's yep, broke off now. That's no, it's it's um, not called the Battered Women's. It's the same thing. They renamed it though. So 
anyway, uh, it reminds me of that because it gives women a, a place to go right. uh, when they need a place to go. So, uh, now, like you said, we don't have the details, but it does sound like it's more of a, a process and a transition thing right. in that they said to get the women back on their feet. Uh, right. So, to your point, I, I don't know. that It says Trinity Palace is the name of the place. Trinity Palace, excuse me. Helping single mothers recovering from addictions. So YWC so, and Rotary Club to get back on their feet, provide a caring environment that they deserve. But to your point, if it's just, hey, you know, so you haven't, you're off your Here's drugs. some free stuff and go do your job and just be on your own and we're going to let you stay here for two years. They're, they're going to leave and fail. I mean, yeah. the majority of them will now. Rick but at least Steve's... the start um, of of a you know a nice. Cha- to your point, it's like any old charitable organization, man. You need to have a plan. We talked about that with an, another episode. Yeah, in fact. I do. So, Rick Steves, now your next project will be buying cars, because these go. women probably don't have cars. I mean. But they can, like, you have to have the whole package. You can't, you can't just give them one thing and then expect them to do anything if they don't have transportation. And unless the daycare center, and you know, more than likely, what I would imagine is there's like a daycare center there. That would be my thing. Is they would build a building that had daycare, so all the children went into the same daycare, and that they right. provided that. That would be awesome. But and then use public transportation. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, to your point, because you're like, hey, you know, public transportation sounds really good, except if you got to go to several places because dropping off the kids. So if there's a kid's place there, then maybe the those mothers could use public transportation just to get to work because they're not having yeah. to cart their kids around, too. As long as they have so, a plan. I'm all about the plan. I'm all about helping people. But It's I'm a not- nice start, but to your point and in my, you know, focus on uh, being a sports fan – so many athletes because they're told to be a part of their community they know in a way they're very privileged to get all the money they've they have and they make a lot of money so many of them start up these little you know foundations and you don't know from one to one party kind of wants to go i hope that's not just a vanity thing and i'm not saying it usually is but it's like how many different little ones do we need to start up does yours work well and partner with others you know, what is yours doing and what is its plan and its, you know, purpose right. and its schemes to make sure that it's successful. And if you don't have it planned well, then maybe you just need to be a partner with blah, 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 blah. And they do most of the administration. Yeah. And so, go back yeah. to that past episode of ours. We did talk about nonprofits. Cause, yes. Yes. You know, it, it, and the, the sad thing about it is, is a lot of people try to do nonprofits and try to make it money off of it. Or it's a way to dump money to save money on the profitable business. And yeah, we talked in that episode about how much money some of the and, and even kind of what the limitations were on on what those officers could make as part of nonprofits. Right. So that was one of our early episodes. We're on what about twenty three now, twenty two. Oh my goodness, I didn't think I even said it. Yeah, we're on. I think this is episode twenty two. Oh no, I'm gonna have to look it up. I gotta look it up before we go so I don't forget. Uh-oh, know. uh-oh, drum roll, please. Uh, meanwhile, I'll just um, waste just up, waste talk. some time by 
talking about, um, I went to a new gym in town. That was very interesting. I am just kind of splurging on different gym memberships because we have so much competition right now. You can literally have one gym membership for $5 a month, another one for 10 and another one for 10 so we we have gyms coming out of our ears right now. Oh my gosh! And one of them is one of them is opening up tomorrow, and we're about to get Orange Theory, which I don't know. We talked right. about we it talked in about show that prep. Too. Yeah. And I've heard of Orange Theory, but I hadn't really looked into it. It's it's, it's well, my coworker says the people in Lawrence at that location said one was coming over here. So anyway, I don't know uh, that. Also sounds interesting, but it's like I probably don't need four memberships. No, I have one. Yeah, I just do. I just do great life, but I spend. I'm gonna use the hydro bed. I'm. I am planning on. It might even happen tomorrow if it's available. I have. To, you know, so I've been at. I've been there since 20, 2012. I've been at Great Life, and I usually work downtown. Worked out downtown when I work downtown. But now that I work at home, Berkshire, the one I go to is kind of close to my house. And they have the hydro bed. And it's part of my package that I've always paid for. I've never used it. And they have tanning. They have all that kind of stuff there. But I was like, I need to use it. So we've always had, like my friend used to work there, Michelle. She was always nice. But we've never really had nice people that worked the front counter. I mean, they were always just on their phone. They always were like, hi. And I always walk in, good morning. And they're like, eh, I'm morning. I'm not me. I go, me. I just do my badge and off I go. Not mine. <laughs> so when like, I go in the other day, one of the guys like ripped the door open to open it up for me really fast. But the sun was in my eyes. I didn't see him. <laughs> And I go, holy shit, you like scare the crap out of me. And he goes, I am so sorry. I go, no, I'm not mad. I'm just. I thought that was going to end up with like it hits you in the face or something. No, because I was, I hadn't got on the stairs yet. And so when I, when I went to leave, he goes, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was like, no. Or when I walk in, he's like, you're here. She's here. And so we've got these three guys and they're just hilarious they're just so nice and so it's kind of weird how the whole attitude of the gym has changed i've got people like i said i've been there for so long i've got people that now they actually talk to me so today i've got this older gentleman he's 83 years old and he comes over and he works out almost every day that i'm there he's there he gets on the uh, step the stairmaster thing or the no the elliptical and he does that a little bit and and i'm always joking around with them and and he always says something, and I'm I'm just always rude to Does him. Does he look like Pete Carroll? Uh, I don't know. He's got he's an old man with gray hair. I don't know. Yeah. So Is he today, trim? no. Okay. So today I was stretching out in one of the side rooms, and he came over, got a drink, and I and and I didn't have my headphones on because I was listening to my interval timer, and so I was listening to the 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 gym music. And he came over, and he goes, he said something, and then he goes. And I bow to you. And he turned around. He turned around. And he bowed to me with his butt facing me. And then he, he, he got up and he just walked away. And I was like, and you're I like, love my gym. You're like, what the heck did he say before that? Well, and, and he always Did you goes, just like see his, his mouth moving? And then by the time you listen, he said, and, and I bow to no, you? No, he just goes, he's, well, I mean, I remember what he said to me. He said something oh, about sorry. get he your work in or whatever. You. I just don't remember. But he goes, and I bow to you. And he turned around and bowed. And so sometimes I walk up and he I goes, I got something to say. 
it's not appropriate, so I'm going to walk away. And he walks off because oh he, you can gosh. tell that he's he's because he, he'll he'll I'll say I'll say you made it to the gym today, and he goes, "Yep, haven't died yet," or you know, just something like that. So he, I, every day I talk to him, and then there's other people that are like, "Good morning, good morning, good morning," which only has happened within the last year. So 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 and a half, 19, first part. Really nobody talked to me. I used to have a couple people that worked out in the evening when I worked out in the evening. They always would talk to me because they knew me from other gyms that we, because I've always worked out. But really nobody ever talked and I don't want to communicate with people there. My eyes don't make eye contact. But it is nice when you walk in and they're just like, oh my God, you're here. Yeah, because for me, for, for a guy... You know, women are there to work out. Some of them, they, you know, you guys want to look good at the gym sometimes, which is eye-catching. You don't want to be the guy who seems like he's ogling. So that's why I don't even like to say, I don't even like to talk to anybody at the gym. I don't don't want to be like, hey, how are you doing? You know, it's like, nah, she wants to be left alone. Right. You know, so I I don't talk to almost anybody outside of, hey, is anybody on this? Is anybody on this machine? And Um, and and I think that's part of it because I don't want to be... You know, seeming like I'm trying to you know, scam on a girl or something while she's working out, because maybe some of them are are there and they get would be okay with that flirtation. But I think for the most part, it's like, really, dude, really. Mine's more sarcastic, so there's really be, you would not you would not you would not think that I was trying to pick up on anybody except you know like the other women in there they'll talk and they're well, normally yeah. like, why is the gym so dead? And I was like, well, maybe it's the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I've been drinking Corona for years. I've got, I'm already, that's all the vaccine. Like, all they're going to do is they're just going to take the Corona and put it in a shot. <laughs> Wait, I don't shoot Corona. <laughs> Tyson is shaking his head right now. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we have come to a conclusion of episode 23. Yes, boy, 23. that was a. Oh, my goodness. I, I really did a stall for time there. <laughs> Finding that twenty, you actually found it like three minutes ago. I, yeah, we did. We just kept talking. Anyway, thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we're excited about keeping our show going and going and going. Make sure to comment in our Facebook group um, in Kimology four one one. And if you haven't joined yet, you still have time. It's still free. Thank you, Tyson, for helping make Kimology four one one so awesome. You're so very welcome, Kimmy. And you're gonna work on your you're gonna work on some intros for me, right? We need intros, some intros. for the excursions. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then your quick hits. We About need Well bad. I need some actual production. Yep, you're gonna do that. Yeah, I need to get into that. I just don't have like that stuff set in there, so it's a little harder to get off the internets. But yeah, let me work on that. I'll All do right. that. We'll see what he says. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon and please make sure to keep taking all of your adventures. Bye bye.